I'm Intruder Green. You might know me from things like Rockfest, Calgary Remand Center, and Buffer. Welcome to the Intruder Green Podcast. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, you know, we're sitting here. It's, uh, I'm, it's the day after St. Patrick's Day, and I fucking drank way too much last, yesterday, last night, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I was gonna, you know, like, it's all about being green, right? I'm green. You know that. I just said so. All right. Uh, so I was like, why not have some Guinness and some, uh, you know, <laughs> Irish whiskey? I realized that, like, uh, Jameson is kind of like the, uh, I don't know, it's like the Olive Garden of Irish whiskeys. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's it's tasty. I can, hey, there's nothing bad about it that I know of. Uh, other than it's booze, and sometimes booze is not good for you, but uh, yeah, I'm definitely feeling it today, uh, I did some celebrating, and uh, you know, the thing is, I was gonna go, I was like, having a good day, I was like, oh, I had my, a little bit of beer, a little bit of whiskey, and then I'm gonna go to bed, and uh, you know, wake up and do this podcast thing, and get it done, and uh, be like super responsible and stuff. But then I saw on uh, on the online internet that uh, Dropkick Murphys were doing this special uh, uh, streaming thing, which is a cool thing. Like, I, regardless of how you feel about Dropkick Murphys, like I know they can be a what do you call that? Not a decisive, but like a, a thing where some people don't like them a lot and some people like them a whole lot. I don't know, whatever. Divisive. That's what the fucking word is. All right. Uh, yeah, uh, they can be one of those kinds of bands, and, uh, I understand that. I like them, because, uh, I think their music is real fun, and, uh, I think, I've heard the guys are real nice, uh, you know, and, uh, one time they told Scott Walker to stop using the music because they literally hate him, which, uh, makes him also okay in my book, uh, because fuck that guy. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. They were doing this uh, streaming thing online, and it was it's pretty cool because the whole thing was like, I think they had to cancel the show or something. It makes sense. They'd probably be playing on St. Patrick's Day, but, uh, you know, they weren't because of all the coronavirus shit going on and all the quarantining and whatnot. So they did this special show where they were uh, playing uh, for no one, basically, just for a camera crew. And, uh, you know, it's kind of a cool thing to do. Like, I think uh, that could be like a more regular thing for other bands, too. And uh, who knows if, if that sort of thing blows up, especially with all these uh, tours that are getting canceled and everything. Um, I don't know. It could be a cool thing for future stuff. I would like to see it happen more. Yeah, speaking of St. Patrick's Day, it's like if you want to do all the Irish stuff, you know, you get your Guinness and you get your, your, your whiskey. And then, like, oh, yeah, you know, like, you make Irish coffee. Tom says, uh, my buddy Tom says that's just, when in Ireland, that's just uh, what they call coffee. Uh, but I always thought it'd be a cool idea, you know, to take the Irish cream. Because it's kind of like milk, but, like, sweet. And uh, you use that and uh, make it, uh, pour it in your uh, Lucky Charms. And do that and... Uh, it probably tastes gross, but uh, if anybody tries it, let me know how it goes. All right. Got to do the credits here. Um, 
The producers of uh, the Intruder Green podcast are Luke Ellis, Heather Royston, Gem City Sabrina, Vaughn Cotton, Sarah Koenig, Chelsea McNally, Cardboard Box Colony, and Carlos Hernandez. If you want to become a producer of the podcast, you can hit up the Patreon, and it's just patreon.com slash intrudergreen. Um, if you want to, you know, give me a give me a ring, as the kids like to say, or maybe the old people like to say that. I don't know who says that anymore, actually. Nobody really says it. But yeah, you want to give me a call, uh, I probably won't answer, but you can leave me a voicemail and I will play it on the podcast if you want me to. Uh, you can hit me up at plus one six zero eight five three five nine six zero eight. That's the Intruder Green call-in line. All right. On this uh, episode of the podcast, we got uh, Jason, well, <laughs> Jason Fizzgig is what I call him because uh, his band is called the Fizzgigs and they're a cool band from Calgary. And I didn't know him, but our good friend, our mutual friend, uh, Melanie, hooked us up. And uh, we, we, we discussed it on a podcast that we may have met at uh, another time, but uh, we were both <laughs> probably pretty drunk. So we don't remember it too good. And it, it tends to happen a lot in, uh, you know, these circles. So uh, don't judge. I'm trying my best here, folks. And uh, I hope you're all, uh, you know, surviving the pandemic that we're going through right now because it's crazy and i hope you uh go back and listen to all the other uh intruder green podcasts and uh get me lots of downloads because that's what matters in life (laughs) all right uh but yeah i hope everybody's hanging in there and uh not suffering too much uh i know i got a good friend uh who is pretty sick and unfortunately he's unable to him and his wife are unable to get tested for the for the for the virus because apparently uh, that's uh it's not so easy to do over there in america uh so i hope that he's all right i hope everybody listening is all right and uh you know even if you're not sick i know struggling with like finding work right now because a lot of businesses are closed and whatnot is also a motherfucker uh so far so good on the uh i know we had we had to schedule our uh Shows with the Tiger Army in, around the, that show in uh, Colorado. I think that's getting pushed to June or something. I'm not 100% on that. But, uh, you know, so far the May tour is still intact. Uh, not sure uh, if there's going to be any word on that anytime soon. But I will be sure to let you know if I hear anything. All right. Anyway, without further ado, I'm with the show. Hello. This is a prepaid collect call from... Intruder Green. An inmate at the Neural Correctional Institution. This call is subject to recording and monitoring. To accept charges, press 1. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Jason Fizzgig on the Intruder Green Podcast. We'll go with that, huh? Sure. Oh, shit. I'm getting interference now. But it, so far, so good. So uh, tell, tell me again, and I, 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 everybody who's listening 
should know that we tried this once before and it was all fucked up because my shit was failing. Uh, but it seems like it's going on right now. Um, and you're you're from Calgary, or the band is based out of there, right? I'm from Calgary. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're based out of Calgary. Yeah, and Calgary's pretty tight, right? Like, uh, I think we've we 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 definitely uh, been. There, I think we played there once and uh, hung out with like KJ from Chicks Dig It and all that. And uh, yeah, 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 it's pretty cool. Like, uh, yeah, it's a, yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> it's definitely a tight knit, tight, tight, yeah, it's a tight knit community, man. Like, the, the punk rock and hardcore community in Calgary has always uh, has been pretty, it's also really tight. I mean, we're Calgary's kind of like the Texas of, of Canada, right? So, there's a lot of conservatism here, so we find that the uh, if you get into the scene, you're 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 in for life. And you- so uh, anyway, tell me about Calgary. How'd you get into punk rock? Where did it start? Yeah, yes, did when I was like about twelve, thirteen years old. Started going to shows. Um, I actually, I remember the day when I went to school, and and I think I had a club Monaco sweatshirt on. It was like grade seven, and like red jeans. So it would have been like ninety one somewhere club? in there. Club what? Now? And uh, yeah, Club Monaco. It's a really really shitty store. It sells shitty clothes. Oh, <laughs> okay. I never heard of it. Is it like a Canadian thing? Stuff like that. It's probably a Canadian thing. It's probably gone under at this point. But it was oh. it was a real bit. You were real slick if in the early nineties if you had one of those shirts. So, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a Canadian company. It's just garbage. And okay. then uh, I I <laughs> I uh, some of the principals got mad because somebody wore uh, jeans that had holes in them. And then, again, Calgary's pretty conservative, so apparently that just blew his mind. And I, uh, all these kids started sort of reacting like, you know, like, oh, the fucking freaks, they shouldn't have to, you know, they should wear normal jeans. And I kind of looked at myself and I was like, holy fuck, I'm that person. Like, I'm that guy. That's and, nice. And uh, I, I think I literally, I, you know, it's not very punk rock, but I literally, I think the next day, came to school, torn up jeans, had dyed my hair, literally flipped the switch, and had every single kid just sort of rip into me, but like, yeah, oh, you're, yesterday you were doing this and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, nah, I'm done. I'm out. Wow. And, uh, yeah, had a couple of other guys, that best friend played drums, another guy played guitar, put together a band later on that week, and I think it were called, like, the Puppy Cat Crusade or something like that. I can't remember the name. But... The Puppy Cat Crusade. And then, Crusade. Start, yeah, nice. Puppy Cat Crusade, I think is what it was called. Nice. Yeah, and we sound like garbage. It kind of sounded like old FYP, kind of that kind of style of just, you know. Oh, yeah. That sounds good. I mean. It... Whatever you can get out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah but it was bad, but it was good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, that's good. Yeah, so we, yeah, that's how I got into it. And I started playing shows, going to all ages shows, you know, and, and and trying to get my band on bills and then meeting other people and eventually just drifted into it that way, man. Yeah, that's kind of what you got to do, you know. You, 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 you know. get started and then you just uh, start moving into the scene. And, like, was there already kind of a scene established uh, in Calgary at that point? Like, you said yeah. it's real conservative. And I feel like anytime that's the case, there's always going to be some some kind of underlying thing. And if you said you were in high yeah. school when this is going on, right? Yeah. So, I mean, like it's, it's in the, in the late eighties, early nineties. I mean, there's always been a great punk rock scene in Calgary, yeah. especially during the eighties too, as well. Obviously I was a little bit too young to sort of be part of that, but it's a place called the Westford club where, you know, like uh, that's where Nirvana came through on their first tour. Oh, and yeah. where Green day came through on their first tour in like 91. Um, or 1990, somewhere in there. Um, so, I mean, it, it was, a, we were always aware of it through like our older siblings. You know, I'd love to say that I was cool enough to, uh, you know, I jumped right in at 12 years old with a Misfits patch and a, uh, <laughs> and a crafts patch on my yeah, back. Yeah, anybody, I, was like, I, was in, man. I, I think was anybody who says that's either lying or they're just like 
Yeah, full of shit. Cause yeah, you, yeah. You get into punk rock when you get into punk rock, and usually you you got a little you got to have some like pent up some kind of angst or whatever going on for that to happen. And social anxiety, exactly. And like, you know, just anti-social. That's the biggest thing with me. You know, it's just like finding somewhere a group of other people that hated people as much as I did. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You want to be going through puberty yeah. when it when it when it hits when you hear that first great punk rock album that changes your life. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's good. And uh, so there was yeah. a there was a good little like underground thing going on for you to kind of get yeah, into. The, it to me, it's just like that's the place to be. You know, when I was in in sort of grade eight, grade nine, grade ten, started putting all my own shows and and sort of trying to contribute that way. I just I couldn't imagine wanting to be in a different place yeah like in a different scene like that that to me seemed like the razor's edge even though it uh, you know all the people around us were telling us oh it's just that's bullshit music that's freak music whatever yeah. and again i didn't have it i'm not going to say it's like the 80s because definitely it was not nearly as bad for me as it, as it was earlier on when the first scenes first started but like oh, we sure. still had all the same bullshit of you know people calling you fag and you're walking down the hall yeah. with mohawk and get chased <laughs> yeah. all the time by like all those, jocks. all I mean, those. That, that's like it's standard. Yeah, all those character building uh, situations or whatever. It's a good way to call it character building. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. I think I think most people who are into punk rock can relate. Uh, you know, it's been a yeah, it's been a while since since those days. Even now, though, it's like things get easier and easier. And I know what you're saying. Like it's 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 not like it when. Like Mike Ness likes to say, when punk rock was dangerous, you know, like in the yeah. 80s and stuff. But, you know, like in the 90s, looking back, it still like was not where we are today, which I guess is a good thing because it's like we've progressed as, uh, well, I guess society in general has kind of progressed. But at the same right. time, with the like politics and stuff these days, I'm like, ah. Did we? I don't know. I feel like we yeah, took a big I don't know, step man. back. I got, I got guys that I went to high school with that were like, you know, they were at every single sick of it all show, every single hardcore show, every single underground um, crust punk show, anything like that. And now they're, you know, the first people on Facebook going like, well, you know, you know, we should really look at these immigration laws because it's blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you can fucking listen to the lyrics that you've been singing for the last 20 years. Yeah. So it kind of like, you know, there, there's a part of me that sort of feels like there's this sort of like it's it was a convenience thing when you don't really have any sort of resistance to anything. So it was easy to be a punk rocker when you got nothing to fight against. Sure. But once there is, you sort of see the separation of people who were sort of in it for, I, I'm not going to say the right reasons. Yeah, people get into shit, whatever they get into it for. I'm not going to judge anybody for that. But it's, like, you know, getting up on the soapbox is like. I love this band. Da, 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 da. It's like, well, this band's talking about some left-wing shit and, right. and talking about, you know, yeah, some some anarchist socialist ideals, and that's your favorite band. But at the same breath, you're going to talk about, you know, I I don't understand, you know, a, a right-wing conservative punk rocker. That just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I know what you mean. You know, and and and, and maybe it makes sense to other people, and I I don't want to judge people for that. But I mean, to me, that just seems like such a such an oxymoron. You know what I mean? Like it just doesn't make sense. So. I mean, so yeah, I agree with you, man. Like it's 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 good and it's bad, right? Yeah, I mean, I can I I kind of understand the whole like libertarian punk thing because that's course, there's like absolutely. a huge scene for that, and I'm I'm not into it, but I understand it. Like when yeah, when people are like uh, you know like I don't know, it's like no no rules, no masters, right? Like that's kind of also the libertarian kind of point of view, but. 
I think that's also kind of a stupid point of view because, like, <laughs> why have a society at all at that point? You know, like, yeah, fuck me. We, humans progress by communities, right? We progress by by helping each other out. That's everything that we have now. Everything we take for granted, all the science, all the you know, the manufacturing, the way we were able to produce things, all becomes from working as a community, like working together. So there seems to be like this sort of pushback now of individualism, where it's like. No, no, we can do it all our own. We don't need to, you know, need to help each other. But it's just like, you know, and that's where that libertarian income is, right? It's like, oh, the government shouldn't intervene. We don't need any sort of societal protections for people. Right. But that's how we got, that's how we got here. We didn't fucking get here from, you know, throwing rocks at each other from our distant caves, right? Like we got here by going, oh, your rock looked better than my rock. We share a rock. You know, that, that's... (laughs) That's how things progress, so I totally agree. Yeah. yeah, and then along comes a fucking pandemic, right? Yeah, oh yeah, along comes the pandemic. And, uh, you know, like, where, 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 where the fuck are we now? Like, uh, you know, I don't know how things are in Canada, because you guys got pretty good health care, from what I understand up there. Sorry, did I just lose you again? Yeah. It's still a little yeah, shaky, it's, it's, but at least I mean, we're not getting completely cut off. Yeah, I think I caught the end of it there. Okay. Yeah, no, we have we we have healthcare here, so it's, it means that the panic that I see sort of south of the border, it's sort of taken off here, but not kind of the same way. I mean, I I, I got lots of toilet paper, but I had lots of toilet paper beforehand, so I wasn't. <laughs> you got to poop a lot, huh? Oh shit, you still there? Hey, hey. I don't know what it is. Maybe be, it's my internet. I should yeah. probably restart my router, but we're in the middle of it now, so I'm not going to do yeah, that we're, right we're, now. Yeah, we're in it now. You got me back now? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Go on about yeah, the toilet know, paper. It's, yeah, the toilet. I mean, I'm consistent, so I know my times in the morning and at night when I go. So, I mean, I I, I got my square ratio set, so I'm not too worried about uh, running out. But uh, you can wipe your ass with other things other than toilet paper. I don't think people understand that. Well, that's what I was saying. Like, it's like if you're really if you really are worried about being able to wipe your butt, you know, yeah. like and and you're gonna be in quarantine for like who knows how long. Like, don't worry about toilet paper. Just yeah, and 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 not not because like. You shouldn't have toilet paper to wipe your butt with, but like, yeah, you could use you a rag. You don't need it. Yeah, you don't need it. You could use a rag, a fuck a t-shirt, for fuck a sock, whatever, and then like wash it, you know. And uh, my first, yeah, well, this department we called it keeping it real. We didn't have we didn't have any toilet paper because we could never afford it. So we just take a shit and you take a shower right after. It's keeping it real. Wow, <laughs> that sounds terrible to live that way, but at the same time, I totally get it. And uh, like a bidet, yeah, it sounds disgusting, but it was uh, yeah, it's a day you have a bidet, it's called your shower. Like, everyone's wearing it's like, Oh, I need to get a bidet. It's like, You have a bidet, it's called a shower. <laughs> get yeah, her down there, right. get her down, get her down. Yeah, but people, it's right there. I yeah, mean, it's it's like a it's like, well, I, I know some people will co- want to call that like a poor man's bidet. I call it, I call the real, the regular bidet like the lazy man's bidet. Like, get up off the toilet and take a shower. Why not? And, uh, oh, crap. Oh, I lost you. Oh, I lost you. You're back. back. (laughs) I got you again. I got you. You're back. I don't know what it is. Um, but yeah, like, uh, (laughs) that's pretty funny about the bidet. Uh, because the thing is, it's like, yeah, people want to hoard toilet paper and then not let anybody else have it. Then, uh, you just, uh, you just being a dick and, uh. 
Yeah, I was saying, if you want to hoard, hoard <laughs> toilet paper and not let anybody else have it, then you're just being a dick. And, uh, yeah. you know, it everything fails. It's, it's just dick moves, yeah. Exactly. And, uh, you know, it's, it's like during a pandemic, what a better time to uh, prove that you're not a dick by, A, not doing shit like that, and uh, maybe, like, actually helping people or uh, something. I don't know. I don't know what the best thing to do right now yeah. is, but... It's pretty crazy, like with all these bands canceling tours and stuff. Like they say that, uh, you yeah, know, the entertainment crazy. industry is like, uh, what do they call it? Recession proof, but it ain't fucking pandemic proof apparently because uh, everybody's suffering, nope. and that's why I need to prove that you could still uh, do stuff remotely, like making podcasts and stuff, and uh, you know, I could still do this, so that's good. I mean, we're barely doing it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, we keep getting cut off, but we're doing it though. <laughs> it's it's actually we're, we're happening. Doing it. The virus is trying to get us, but it's. I know it's in the wires. See, I was starting to. I mean, it's in the wires. Me and my buddies were trying to think about ways to get people to do good things by just saying it's because of the virus. So it's like, you know, uh, you want to get rid of that coronavirus? Make sure you recycle all your cans and bottles. There you nothing go. Nothing that keeps a uh, pandemic. Yeah, nothing that keeps a pandemic away better than uh, you know tearing up those straws and those. Uh, those uh, six-pack containers. That's right. Tell that keeps them away. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you just tell people bullshit. Everybody else believes bullshit anyway. So you just tell them some fake bullshit that actually has a good result. That's true. Oh, I mean, I believe it. Have you ever thought about helping that old lady across the street? Yeah, get her <laughs> street. Why don't you help her out? Be amazed how much you uh, you don't get a virus because of it. Yeah, that's believe right. Me, it's fine. It'll work. I feel like that would work in Canada. Positivity through uh, bullshit. I yeah. feel like that would work in Canada and <laughs> in America they would just be like I got a gun and I'm going to shoot you now or something. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I I don't know. I don't I don't I don't try to fuck around too much in America because it's scary. But Canada's great. We love coming up there. Yeah, you got you... Yeah, go on. You Yeah, we love having you. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. No, I was going to say it's 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 like uh it's like uh, it's like watching your your neighbor's house, and you're like, "Do you think we should do something?" It's like, "Ah, no, let me see, we got it covered." It's like, "Yeah, I feel like we should do something." It's like, "Nah, they're fine." <laughs> yeah, I'm like that guy's burning alive. Like their their animals are on fire, and they're like running around. No, it's fine. They're fine. Yeah, we're fine. We don't need it. We're fine. Never yeah. been better. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. no. It's a, it's a strange from afar. It's strange to watch. It's strange to watch, but uh, yeah. You know, whatever yeah. it takes. That's what I always say. If you want to use the pandemic to, like, get people to be better people, why not? People are trying to fucking profit off of it. Yeah. Somehow, anyway. So, like, why not do yeah, the other there's, thing? There's this couple in Vancouver I was reading that uh, got, uh, I can't remember, like $50,000 worth of, of hand sanitizer. Oh, and they made a hundred grand off of selling it at a, a higher oh, rate. yeah. So, I heard of that. I thought it was a piece of shit too. I mean, honestly, my first idea was like, that's a fucking brilliant idea. But then I was like, wait a minute, that's a shitty idea. (laughs) I mean, it's a brilliant idea, but you got to be real (laughs) shitty of a person to do it. You know, it's like, uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's one that's, you know, if you give people shit for that guy, that drug guy who raised up the, uh, you know, that Martin Shell guy who raised up the price of uh, drugs. People need to live up by like 180%. Yeah, it's yeah. all the same thing, right? It's like, yeah, it's a good. I guess you can, you can, but you're still a piece of shit, right? That does make you a piece of shit. Also, I don't think, yeah, he could because yeah. I don't think he could though because didn't he end up going to prison or something? 
I don't know. I have yeah, to double check that. There's I something think with he... the Wu-Tang. You bought the Wu-Tang oh, record and then threatened right. Ghostface's mom or something, and then he went to jail. Yeah, yeah. it had something to do with Wu-Tang Clan. All right. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. you know, <laughs> that's good. It's always weird when, like, bad things happen to bad people. That's not actually a bad thing. That's a good thing. Um, yeah. That's a good thing. It's a double you know, negative, right? Right. Bad thing having a bad person makes a good thing, right? It's exactly. the only time a double negative works. Right. But that's not a bad thing. I don't know. It's it's weird math because it's like, and I fucking hate math, but it's like, it's, you know how to feel when a bad thing happens to a good person. You feel shitty. But then when a bad thing's happened to a yeah. bad person, you're like, whoa, really? <laughs> it's almost like you're in awe It's confusing. It. It's confusing feelings. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. It's like <laughs> confused feelings. You feel like you're like in high school It's like when you have a piano again. teacher when you're a kid and she's got... <laughs> You know, your piano teacher when your kid's got saggy boobs and she leans over you to kind of show you a note and, you know, you're not attracted to her per se, but this is kind of that weird feeling when it just grazes past your arm. Yeah. And it's not like an exciting feeling. It's not a good feeling, but it's not a bad feeling. It's kind of the same thing. That's right. Like when something bad happens to a bad person, you're like, that feels like that nipple just running across my arm. And it's like, I know I shouldn't feel good about this, but there's part of me that kind of feels good. That's right. And I don't, I never got no piano uh, teachings, but... I uh, know what uh, saggy boobs are all about, and I know that if I ever touched one, I would probably have that same feeling because it's like, wait a minute, this ain't, this definitely ain't the best boob I ever saw, but it's still a boob, so I, I don't know. I guess it's cool. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. See? That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> all right. You get it. You get it. Yeah, I do. Okay. So, uh, your band is the Fizz Gigs, and uh, when did you guys get started? How long have you been doing this? So we got started about two years ago. Um, we started, me and Scott played together in Belvedere, and then the other two guys, I, I actually, me and Tyler from Chicks Diggit and Dean had a band together in high school, and that's kind of how I met him. So oh, nice. uh, we, we got together because I had my wife, who runs a hair salon, had a client whose first name was Monica, and she married a guy whose name's Jason Iwanica. And I was like, <laughs> what? Her name's Monica Iwanica? Yeah, and I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding. That's amazing. And she's like, no, I'm like, well, that's a song right there. And she's like, wait, it gets better. Her best friend is named Heather Petter through marriage. I'm like, so it's Monica, Monica and Heather Petter, and they're like a pair? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, that's a fucking song. That's so I wrote the song. Amazing. And I, I want to uh, meet all those it into people. a songwriting contest. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you come to Calgary and play, I'll bring them to the show. There you go. All right. Sounds good. We'll be there soon. I yeah. Hope. So we... Yeah, we uh, so we made a song about it, put it into a songwriting contest at this ship and anchors, this bar in Calgary, and and ended up wanting some money, so I had to put together a band for it, and that's kind of how we got started. And had a bunch of old songs I had together from when I was uh, um, touring Belvedere. I snapped my Achilles on stage when we were in oh, Toronto, shit. and then I was out for like six weeks, and yeah, it was <laughs> it was pretty wild. So, um, so I played two more shows on it, still fucked up, and then I, uh, and then I was out for like six weeks. So I was on a ton of painkillers and smoking a ton of grass and getting all fucked up. And I just wrote a bunch of songs. So that's kind of where the rest of them came from. Oh well, so hold on, like you snap your Achilles on stage. What were you doing? Were you just, like, I like to jump around yeah. on stage. Was were you doing something cool or what? I, yeah. <laughs> yeah no right. man i wish i i wish i could say that i was just like yeah i got up on the riser and i just you know took a quick pick back and did a kick and no i was you know like the cable traps they run at the opera house or like uh, any big stage where they sort of put over the 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 line cables for all the mics oh yeah and so they had one of those running right in front of my 810 cabinet and i kind of just yeah i kind of just skipped forward and kind of ran forward to go check my tuning and check my tone 
and I might just happen to step on that cable trap. It's like a pyramid and it just shot my, my uh, right foot up by, you know, like 90 degrees. And it kind of felt like somebody threw a drumstick at the back of my leg. Wow. So I thought it was like a beer bottle or something was just hit me. And oh, I was like, wow. oh, that was fucking weird. And then I went to go talk on the microphone. I went to go sing something. And it felt like there's like a fucking spaghetti noodle from like oh, my no. knee to my, my foot with like nothing in between. Oh, so wow. I thought I'd busted it at first. I got like broke my ankle. So I told our singer, I'm just like, yeah, I think I just busted my ankle. He's like, were you good? I'm like, well, it doesn't really hurt. Like, I don't know. I think I'm okay. So let's just finish the set. And then the guys like Paul from Flatliners and Chris were there and they kind of wrapped me up with a, uh, like a tensor bandage quickly and then got out and did a uh, quick encore at the end of the set. And then should have gone to the hospital, but I was drunk and said, fuck it. It's just <laughs> a sprain. I've never felt anything like it's fine. And then, uh, ended up doing two more shows. We had a show at Fafoons in Montreal wow. and another show in Ottawa. Yeah. They're both sold out. So I did both those shows, uh, kneeling on, uh, Nick from Wilhelm screams drum stool. So I could just have my leg up during the performance. And you then still I got hadn't home gone to a as soon hospital? as I got home from the flight, I, uh, kind of started to look. Yeah. And then I went to the hospital as soon as I got home. Cause I was like, ah, this is fucked. Something's fucked. And they were like prepping me for surgery right away and going like, ah, oh, you snapped your Achilles. So he was crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, but that's what I hear. Like when you do that, it yeah, doesn't I necessarily. Of, I was kind of an idiot. I should have gone to the hospital. Yeah. Well, yeah, but that's also the thing is that yeah, I've, I've 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 known other people who did it, and they say it doesn't actually hurt that much. It just feels weird. No. No, it does. It feels weird. It's yeah. just the most disconcerting feeling I've ever had. It's like you don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it feels fucked up. It hurts when it like. Like after the fact, when you try to walk on it, you're like, oh, I don't have a fucking a thing there holding things together. Then it can hurt. But right. uh, yeah, when it actually happens, it just like, it doesn't feel like anything. Yeah, it's weird. All right. <laughs> so you, you, you fucking tore your Achilles and then you started the, this band. And uh, every, ever since tore then. Tore my Achilles, got on painkillers, got all fucked up and wrote a bunch of songs. Yeah. There you go. All right. Yeah, that happens a lot where like, uh, you know. I don't know. It's it's not a good thing necessarily, but booze and drugs definitely fuels a lot of fucking. Uh, uh, I don't know, lyric writing or uh, song writing, whatever you want to yeah, think about. Yeah, delusions too. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, if you take enough of that. I don't stuff, know. I I'm was sure. just bored and yeah, couldn't go any. Yeah, couldn't go anywhere. So I was just like writing a bunch of bullshit. Then I I had one night when it was all fucked up and started having visions about like it was around 2012 so it's like seeing all these mayan denny gods and stuff like that in my head and i'm just like what the fuck's going on i gotta stop pull my dose back here that sounds amazing and then wrote a bunch of songs about that shit yeah <laughs> that was fucking weird man oh man i mean that sounds like something yeah. i would like to see a movie of or play a video game about either way yeah there songs you go. are cool too <laughs> um yeah, thanks man <laughs> yeah <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Intruder Green Podcast. By now, you probably heard about our sponsor, Stupid Rad Merch Company. And if you haven't, then listen up, because I got to tell you, Stupid Rad Merch Company is a great web store with a bunch of your favorite bands at stuporadmerch.com. And if you're in a band and need some work done, they can get you totally covered for a modest price and super quick turnaround time. But don't just take it from me. Here's what the ladies from Bad Cop, Bad Cop had to say about it. Yeah, you know. Great ideas. It's always pushing, always moving. Simeon is delightful to work with. He's yeah. very responsive and professional. and It's the quality of the shirts. I like them. Yeah, high quality. High very, quality. Very well done. Very well done on the ink. It, it really feels is. like a family again. Yeah. It feels like it's it's a place where you can you can trust what's happening. And don't forget to use the code PRISON at checkout and get a 15% discount on all stupid red branded apparel that's p-r-i-s-o-n i think 
I don't really know how to spell, but those are the letters they told me to say. StupidRadMerch.com Guitar players, I bet you thought you were shit out of luck when it comes to finding your dream guitar or amp. You know, you go on some auction site or something, and it's all crap. <laughs> yeah, well that's because, you know, you gotta look in the right place. And the right place is Yeah Man's Vintage and Used Guitars. They got exactly what you're looking for. Now I know what you're thinking. Aren't they located in like Switzerland or something? Yeah man, they are. Burn Switzerland to be exact. But you know, you can uh, get on the internet and you can go check out the website, yeahmansguitars.com. And uh, you can order stuff on there. So, uh, you know, it don't really matter where the heck you are in the world. You can just get on their website and uh, find all sorts of cool stuff that you're looking for. And you might not even know that you wanted it until you see it on there. And there's a lot of good stuff. Uh, if you got something specific you're looking for and need some help finding it, just hit up Yeah Man Guitars on the electronic mail. That's the email. It's like 21st century and you got email and websites. It's like amazing. Some people would call it magic. Some people would call it science. I just call it, I don't know, crazy shit. Uh, yeahmansguitars at gmail.com. As far as email goes, it's where you email them. And while you're at it, get your band a tour in Europe and stop by the shop. Michael and the rest of the crew would love to meet you, I'm sure. And you could tell them Green sent you. Yeah, man's vintage and used guitars. So, uh, what's what's next for the band, though? Like, uh, you, you're hanging out in Calgary. You're you, you working this job where you basically get to hang out on the yeah. telephone doing podcasts the whole time. And uh, what else? What, what's, what's coming up? Yeah. So, I mean, like, we've got uh, we got a show tomorrow for uh, one of my buddies, actually, Dad Cancer. He was a, a pro skater. Oh, shit. And a uh, guy sang in a local metal band here, and he sort of kind of kept it, kept it hidden from everyone and just sort of dropped off the map. And then we found out he passed away. So we're going to have a benefit for him tomorrow. Wow. And then we got a release party with the Adivans. That's a, another band from Calgary. Actually, Billy plays in Chick State too as well. It's his side band. And uh, we're playing that on May 22nd. We got a shows and then we got some more dates in the summer. Uh, new album coming out on March 20th. Uh, new video we just put out too and just got released too as well. So a bunch of shit on the go. Oh, well, that's great. You got a lot of shit going on, and that's wonderful. I hope the coronavirus doesn't fuck you guys shit up too much. Like, I know we talked about this earlier. Like I said, man, like, we have, yeah. Oh, just. The 250-person cap, we're fine, man. Yeah, we're fine. We're never going to get more than that, so. Well, yeah, I feel like that's still a lot of people, though. I mean, fuck. It only takes one, right? I think it is. And then you got 250 people. Yeah, it only takes one. Fucked up. Yeah, it could be weird. Um, I, I, mean, I don't know. It could but, be weird. We'll but, see what happens. Yeah, that's right. Um, we got a show. We got a tour in May that's happening. It's still on. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I'm, nobody's told us we need to quit yet. And I feel like I don't know what the fuck's going to happen for, uh, by then. But who knows? It could be fine. It, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> Nobody knows, apparently. Like, yeah, it's uh, a lot of anxiety. Nobody knows. Nobody fucking knows. Yeah, yeah, it's weird how anxious people are getting. I mean, it's not weird. I guess it's normal to get anxious about this thing. I feel like there's been so many weird things. It's like the boy, what do you call that? The boy who, who got sad about a wolf or something, who cried wolf. He cried wolf, yeah. <laughs> wolf, he cried wolf, yeah. The boy who cried yeah. wolf, that's what it is. All right. 
Um, because like yeah, we've had like, so yeah. many weird things in the past where people are like, oh, it's going to be a pandemic or there's fucking like killer bees from, well, it was killer bees yeah, that came from Africa crisis. and then they were in South America and they were going to come up and eat us all and make us into delicious honey. Mm, that would have been delicious honey. Um, mm, yeah, or, I, I could have been eating you right now. That's right. I would have been delicious honey. I believe it to be true. But, I think you would have been delicious. I think you would have been good. You know it. All right. Um, but there's so many things that happened in the past, and now it's like, oh, wait, it's actually happening now. <laughs> like, everything's shutting down, and uh, yeah, it's crazy now. It's crazy. We live it in a crazy like, time. It seems like an over, it's an overreaction. Yeah, we live in crazy times of overreaction. It seems and I like it, it this is. Way. It's like the way I kind of describe it is like, like I in this world, there's probably like I don't know 4.5 billion people that can literally kick the shit out of me. So I mean, you know, when I meet a guy who's big or that trying many to be intimidating, people? I'm like, well, what the fuck? I think there's, I, I think I'm underestimating the amount of people that could kick the shit out of me. <laughs> and I, <laughs> okay. I, but my point being is that like one extra person, if I meet somebody else and it's like, yeah, you fucking, and they're all you know posturing, it's like, well. You're just another one of the 4.5 billion. What the fuck makes you more intimidating? And I kind of feel like the coronavirus is the same, right? It's like there's a billion other viruses, bacteria out there that we already know about that kills tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people a year. This is just another one that's going to be a part of life. So why why do I have to be more scared of this one than another one? It just seems illogical. Yeah, I don't know the answer to that. This sounds way more complex than I ever thought about it. I just was told that we don't have a cure for it. And uh, it's killing a lot nope. of people. But at the same time, it I'm is. like, well, who's it actually killing? Is it just old people? Because, uh, I don't know. Fuck, I don't know, man. I don't actually know anybody that's had it. That's the thing, right? And I'm sure that'll change by the time maybe this comes out. But oh, right God, now, won't I that be sad, though? Anybody. I don't, I, don't, yeah. I don't wish it on anybody, yeah. for that's for sure. I mean, even yeah, just getting the regular not. flu sucks. So uh, getting one that's probably going to kill you uh, would suck extra bad. Yeah, I think we could go out on a limb and say I, neither of us really want anybody to get sick per se, but at the same time, <laughs> there's a thousand things that can get you sick. Yeah, right. So, I mean, you're going to be scared of, oh, I mean, yeah. you're going to be terrified of the flu. Nobody's scared of the flu. But you go back a hundred years, and then when the Spanish flu came out, it was the most terrifying thing in the world, right? So, right. it's just something we got to get used to. Right. Oh, but, well, but that was one of the, like, boy who cried wolf things where it was like the avian flu or whatever and you get these weird yeah i guess it's like a strain of flu and then uh, people start getting it more and then people start dying from it and it's like oh shit this could be a bad thing and then it's like oh no it's fine yeah but but, but i don't know right now it's like it's definitely fucking shit up um with you know the kind of the economic economics yeah. yeah the economic impact will be way be will be way more than than any sort of health strain yeah well mark yeah. my words yeah like <laughs> it could be i don't yeah, know it's, it's it, it could it, be you never know yeah i hope i hope that's true because uh you know i don't want people to get sick and die at least not too much i mean there's probably some people i would like to get sick and die but, you know, they are just uh, in positions of power, and uh, they'll probably be fine because <laughs> of that. Well, I don't know that there's one guy, a particular guy in the States that had a position of power that just shook hands with, and has on video with him shaking hands, a guy that tested positive. So right. you, might, uh, 
you might get your wish, my friend. I know. It's like, <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's that's that thing, though. Like, what happens uh, when bad things happen to bad people? It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> Just uh, remember the nipple, man. Just remember that nipple. <laughs> remember that nipple. That that's low, right. That low-hanging nipple. Anytime you, you're thinking about that, just remember. It's like, I don't feel right about this. It's like, wait a minute. Low-hanging nipple. That's right. Low-hanging nipple. Sounds like low-hanging fruit, but I guarantee it's better than that. All right. Yeah. Um, so uh, a new thing I'm doing on the show now is uh, I got I to, gotta, do you got any good crime stories? Crime stories. Yeah. 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 Or alleged crime, crime stories. stories. I don't want you to like, uh, you know, give me, you know, I don't want you to be a snitch or, uh, you know, out yourself to a crime that you may or may not have committed but uh, if you want, if you need to tell a story <laughs> that was not completely accurate, uh, you could so, do that too. Okay, I, I, I definitely have uh, my fair share of crime stories. I'm just trying to think of the best one for you. Um, <laughs> right. So when I was like 14, 14 years old, mm-hmm. me and my buddies, there's kind of the guys going back to the guys I was playing. In the, I think it was actually the guys from the Puppy Cat Crusade. It was the bass player and, and the drummer. Puppy and a couple kid. other buddies, we were all skateboarding around this this neighborhood, and we would just go in and steal <laughs> car stereos. So we'd look for cars that had tinted windows, yeah. you know, anything that had like an, and this is like the early 90s, so it was like everybody had like a low-riding car with tinted windows, typically had something in it. Oh, yeah. So we'd go through these rich neighborhoods, and we'd take porcelain, you take a piece of porcelain, you tie it to an end of a string, like a like fishing line, and you swing it, and then you hit it on the window, and then what it does is it spider webs the entire window, but it doesn't make any sound. So you you can just oh, wow. push out a windshield or push out a back window without without making any sound so nobody knows. So we're on the street. It's probably like <laughs> 1 in the morning, and I did did one of these windows on this car. It was on the main street. We're stupid. We're kind of, you know, half cut, too, and, you know, being dumb. Yeah. And we go in, and we find all these CDs, and we're starting to take out the stereo. We're like, oh, man, we hit the jackpot. And then this cab pulls up probably like a block up from us yeah. and we got we're like okay let's just go let's just go someone's coming so i started walking down the street and i had this thing of cds on me and then my buddy was still in the car trying to get the the stereo out and i just hear this motherfucker like at the top of the lungs like somebody yelling and i'm like so i ditched the cds threw them underneath the car and just started running and these guys whose car it was had just been at the bar and they came back from the bar in this cab right in the time that we were in the car oh shit ripping everything out and uh, they came out of their house with, like, guy had a two-by-four. The other two guys had bats, chased us through, like, six or four alleys, uh, or, like, a bunch of different alleys are in the neighborhood. This, hap- there's this, this story this double ends fence differently in America. Because yeah, those guys would have had guns. <laughs> Sorry, what? Sorry, you cut out there. I just said uh, yeah. this story <laughs> yeah, ends yeah, differently yeah, in America. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, go on. Yeah. Very different. In Canada, we still have ni- knives and bats. You know, we, we keep things here. Keep it, keep it clean here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, these guys ended up chasing us through this alley, and then it was like a double fence. And I'm like, there's no fucking way we're climbing this fence, man. It's crazy. And my buddy's just like, just fucking hit it. And I, I to this day, have never jumped that high in my life. But I, cl- I, oh, I didn't yeah. clear it, but I felt like I cleared this thing. And I was just up and over this fence. And then we were running across the, um, the golf course of this rich neighborhood. And they had this police helicopter out after us for about the next three hours so we spent the whole night in a sand trap in one of the holes of the golf course and covered ourselves up with sand because in our minds we're like oh they can't see through the sand on the infrared they'll be fine and we just hid out there for three hours so that's that's uh, actually one of my first crime stories uh, 
That was one of your first. So, got away, didn't get arrested. Yeah. Wow. That was my first, yeah. Way to start it out with a bang. That's a pretty good one, so, I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, if we do another one of these, I'll bring it, I'll bring a couple more for you. I got oh. some good ones, so. And they're not, oh, right. they're all just more of me just fucking up and just being stupid and thinking I'm a thinking I'm a criminal mastermind and getting fucked up. So well, all, you know, good fun, all good fun. We're all criminal masterminds yeah. if we really want to be. It does, you know, like uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's amazing. <laughs> I, I love that story and uh, thank you for telling it to me. Um, yeah, that was my pleasure, man. Yeah. And uh, thank you for for coming on the podcast. We're pretty good on time. I don't know. Uh, you want to get anything else you want to shoot out to the internets and uh, let everyone know about in the world, the whole wide world, and possibly the whole galaxy as well? Yeah. So if you want to avoid coronavirus, the best thing you can do is go to Apple Music or Spotify and and get yourself a stream of the uh, new Fizz Gigs record. Because um, I've heard that uh, you know nostalgia-based band titles and and old school pop punk uh, cures coronavirus. I heard so that too. I heard it on the internet, so it's true. I heard that too. Yeah. I think I so heard I mean, it like the best thing two seconds just, ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean. It, Worry about the virus and it'll, it'll be gone. It's a it's a it's a cure, and uh, I have the science to back it. I promise. All right, I prom. Well, you know, like uh, you know, m- most of the people are from America, and apparently, if you just say that, uh, you know, say that you promise or they tell them to trust you, then that works every time. So uh, that's all you need. That's I believe it, it. I believe it to be true. Where can people find? Uh, so you go on Apple Pocket or Apple Music, whatever. And uh, you got socials Spotify, you whatever put, your preferred put out streaming. there. You got the social media. Yeah, we got medias. socials out there on. Yeah, we got the social medias on the Facebook and the Instagram. Instagram, uh, I think the handle is the Fizz Gigs, and if you just search the Fizz Gigs on Facebook, we'll pop up. Excellent. Well, uh, I'll let you get back to uh, you know managing the the fucking store, and I hope that I will be <laughs> able to go there sometime in like uh, you know. Check out your goods, and hopefully yeah, we'll yeah. see you Come in, we'll give next you a, time. We'll give you some freebies. All right, it's better to get freebies than to cool, just man. take them. At least that's what I heard. Um, less that's, adventurous, though. Yeah, those are called. That's called takeies. Yeah, yeah, takeies. <laughs> All right, like it. Takeies. All right. Excellent. Thanks. Hey, thanks a lot, man. Uh, we'll speak to you soon. And, no problem. Uh, dude. Yeah, everybody, go check out the Fizz Gigs. And that's it for the Intruder Green Podcast. I would like to thank Jason for being on it. Uh, you can hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all at Intruder Green. The Intruder Green call-in line is plus 1608-535-9608. Patreon.com slash Intruder Green if you would like to become a producer of the show. Uh, the Intruder Green Podcast is produced by Colin Bennett, hair and makeup by Genevieve Smith, set design by Dylan Raymer, catering Matthew Hendershot, lighting, sweet lights, Huawei, New Jersey. Our theme song is Particles by Typro. They fuck you at the drive-thru. Woo! <laughs>